I braved the New York weather this evening. It's a cold, frosty uh, Friday evening here in New York. New York comes to life at night time. I'm outside the New York Opera House. We're going in to see Carmen this evening. Um, and it's one of those great things that anybody visiting New York can, can do. Um, you know, book in advance, it's quite cheap. Um, and it's a great evening. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Right So, Off We Go, the podcast where you'll get the inside track on destinations worldwide. I'm your host, Ailish Ford, and in every episode, I'll be talking to guests who have a deep knowledge of the place we're visiting. We'll be uncovering hidden gems that you won't usually find in the guidebook and getting hints and tips on what to see and do. In this first season, I'll be chatting to Irish people living in cities around the globe, hearing about their experiences and seeing a city through their eyes. Today we're off to New York, where I chat to Mayo man Henry Horkin. During our conversation, he tells me what his perfect day in the city would look like. I take the East River Ferry. I think it's a lovely way to travel in New York. Um, you get on, um, you can get on on the um, the west side of the city, somewhere like 34th Street. You can get the ferry down towards Dumbo, down where Brooklyn is, um, Brooklyn Bridge. He describes a classic New York cocktail experience. The St. Regis is another hotel and that's got the King Cole bar attached to it. That's been in loads of films. Um, and again, it's a great place just to go in, have a have a beer or have a cocktail, sit down. Um, sometimes these places as well, they'll have music. So they might have somebody playing the piano. I mean, how, how more New York is this? You know, they'll have somebody playing the piano um, they'll have the little red light on the table. It's all of that sort of stuff. It makes you feel like you're like you're living that life without maybe living that life. I'm already feeling it, Henry, and I'm just listening to you. And talks about something people don't usually think of doing when they visit. If you go out to the likes of Rockaway Beach, they're lovely beaches. And I know people think, gosh, would I swim in the sea near New York? I mean, what could it be like? But actually, it's really, really clean. And I know when I was out there this summer, you know, there was even a pod of dolphins out in the out in the water. So I convinced myself, Ailish, that if the dolphins can swim in it, then so can I. I started by asking him what brought him to New York and what it's like living there. I've been in New York now for five and a half years. I came with work, which was a great experience. And five and a half years, it's amazing. I mean, you get to really feel the city in that space of time. I, I always think, um, like, New York is such a melting pot. And, you know, so many people visit New York. They, you know, either come for a short stay or they make their home here. Um, it's It's amazing, actually, to you know, widen that network and to meet so many different people who have actually moved to New York and, you know, lived that experience. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's been fantastic. It's really enjoyable. There's so much going on. No two days are ever the same. You always explore something different. So I'm a fan. Okay, so it really is the city that never sleeps, is it? It's definitely the city that <laughs> never sleeps. Um, it's amazing. I mean, any time you go outside the door, um, I mean, I don't probably... Um, spend as much time on the night side on the night time that I used to maybe a few years ago. But um, it's amazing. There's always something going on. Um, shops are always open on the corner. Your local bodega. Um, you know, if you need to go out and get a pint of milk at any time in the morning, you can do that. Cafes, restaurants. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's a continuum. It just keeps on going. You kind of wonder what when do people sleep sometimes in the city. 
Yeah. And what, Henry, do you think is the main difference between living in New York and living in Ireland or the other places where you've lived? Yeah, I, I suppose I I moved from Ireland after I finished university. So, I mean, it's hard to compare Irish life with New York life. Um, but I lived in London for, for quite a few years. And I think the, the, the really interesting thing about New York versus, I think, most other cities, or certainly those cities that I've been in, is just the scale of it, the size of it. Um, and it's and it's not so much the... Because it's a small city. It's, it's you know, it's half the size of London when you think about it. Um, and it's got about the same population. It's about eight and a half million people. Um, and there's about a million people that come into Manhattan every day to commute for work. Um, so it's that kind of energy, I think, that you find in New York that maybe you don't find anywhere just because of that concentration of people moving and going about their business. And and uh, I think the other thing that's really interesting about it as well is, you know, that it's it's a it's a real melting pot. Um, like people talk about the U.S. as being a patchwork, um, you know, of cultures, of ethnicities, and New York basically brings them all together in a very con- very concentrated area. Um, so no matter where you are in the city, you'll see people of all different pa- paths of life, backgrounds. Um, and they're all living cheek by jowl and side by side in the city. It's, you know, it is. It's a. It's 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 lovely to to see all human life lives here. I suppose. Yes. Um, and Henry, one question I ask all my guests is to recommend a book set in the city we're talking about. It's. I, I think it's a personal thing with me. I find that reading a book set in the place before I go just makes the experience better when I'm there. So, what book have you chosen? I definitely agree with that. I think, you know, having that that knowledge of of a city through its literature is is fantastic. One book I always go back to, and it's one of these books that you can kind of dip in and out of, is a book. It's actually by an Irish author, Maeve Brennan. Um and it's it's a it's a long winded it, it's it's called a long winded lady. Um and Maeve was a writer for the New Yorker. So it's a compendium Basically, it's it's like a miscellany of various stories that she wrote from the mid 50s through to the early 80s about New York. And it's all these little vignettes about, um, you know, it's again, it's that kind of the, the, the people watching of New York. It's sitting in a diner, you know, in a small restaurant, seeing what's going on around you. Um, it's the neighborhood aspect, like New York is just a mix of old s- small neighborhoods. And I think she really captures it so well. Um, and it's that history, I think, that's really interesting about New York. And it's it's of New York, I think. It must have been a really interesting time to live in New York in that period. Um, you know, you had just, you had so much going on. And anybody, I suppose, that looks at New York, the history of New York is just fantastic. And it captures so many of those stories, so many of the personalities, the quirks, of people that have lived in New York, um, the eccentricities of New York as well. That's really interesting and funny. And um, do you think her observations hold true today, you know, reading it now in, in this uh, century? I think I think they do. I think you still see the same types of people that she refers to in the book, which is really funny because, you know, you're talking about 40, 50 years ago, maybe, in terms of, of some of the the types of people, the personalities that she captures. Some of the New York that she talks about is gone. Um, and that's probably one of those things about New York, that it's ever evolving, it's constantly changing, it's not static, it moves all the time. So, 
you know, you, she'll talk about certain areas of New York that now are not there or have changed in terms of new buildings. So what I loved about the book was, and living in New York and reading the book, is actually when she's talking about a particular area and then you go and you go onto Google Maps or you go on or you, you decide, oh, I, I've, I haven't actually visited that neighbourhood much. I'm going to walk around there and see what's different and what's changed. And it's, it's lovely. It's actually really nice to see. Oh, that's definitely one to take note of. And tell me, because not everybody, I guess, is a reader. What about film and TV series? I know we're spoiled for choice there, but uh, anyone that comes to mind? Yeah, we're kind of spoiled for choice because almost on every corner you'll have somewhere that, you know, has featured in a film or, you know, obviously there's the the Empire State Building and all the various other iconic buildings that are in New York that have featured in films down through the years. I think for me, it's kind of funny. It's it's always hard to pick one. Um, I mean, I, I'm kind of one of these old-fashioned people, I suppose, when I think about films. I, I think about when Harry met Sally, you know, when they when they go back into New York and they're down around Washington Square Park. Um, it's funny, outside our offices here where I work, um, it was the iconic um, picture of Marilyn Monroe in Some Like It Hot. Of when course. she's. You know that one, Eilish, I where do. she's, she's standing on the grill? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's just outside our office, which is hilarious. Um, and there's another um, breakfast at, at Tiffany's was also filmed close to where I am. And uh, there's a scene in that where they're sitting outside and uh, and it's it's actually literally just outside the office. So it's, it's, it's hilarious, you know, whenever you're watching a film or whenever you're looking at a movie, you know, you'll see things and you'll say, gosh, that looks really familiar. And then you'll look at where it was set and you'll see that it actually was quite close to you. So, yeah, we're really lucky in New York from that perspective. OK. And what about the music then? Any music do you think that defines it? Um, well, again, I'm probably, sh- I don't know whether I'm, well, I'm not necessarily showing my age because it is before my, <laughs> it's before <laughs> my time. But, but do you know the one that I always think about um, is Manhattan by Ella Fitzgerald. It was Richard Rogers. Oh, yes. You know, it's, it's that famous kind of um, melodic music. And, you know, she references so many streets like Delancey Street in it. And, you know, when you're walking around that part of the city, it just kind of brings it all back to life. Um in a lovely way. The other one that I, I I think about as well, and I often play it in the summer, is a song by the Love and Spoonful called "Summer in the City," oh, and it yeah. I I don't know if you know that one, I but do it's, know it. I do. Do you know, know it? it? Yeah, I do. It's, it's really good because um, summer in the city in New York can be really sticky and hot yeah. and very humid. Um, it's got that kind of concrete feeling where it radiates the heat back down onto the pavement. And, you know, there's some lovely lines in, in Summer in the City in terms of people walking around. Um, and there's a, I think there's a line in it, and I'll probably misquote it, but it's like walking down the sidewalk hotter than a matchstick. Um, and it just, and it, it always feels like it's hotter than a matchstick when you're walking down the street. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, and Henry, of course, there's a lot of history in New York, isn't there? Are, are there any stories from its past that resonate with you? Um, I think... Yeah, you see, New York is is interesting from a historical perspective because it's still relatively new. Um, like, okay, it you know the the real ancient history, I suppose, of New York when you know it was New Amsterdam and you know there was the settlement like down at the down at the the um, the bottom of Manhattan Island, I suppose, originally. Um, but New York itself, in terms of the grid system, that was only developed in the early eighteen hundreds. Um, and then when you look at um. 
a the like the grid system and moving up uptown, I suppose, um, up like you know when you think about the the like you get into the streets like the fifties and the sixties, they only really came into evolution in the in the mid to late eighteen hundreds. So you're talking about only one hundred and fifty years. Like there's one one story that I always find interesting, and it's the Dakota Building, and that's known for unfortunate circumstances. It's where uh, John Lennon was assassinated outside. Um, and but it's still one of those iconic New York apartment buildings, um, and that was called the Dakota Building because it was so far north that it might you might as well be in Dakota, um, and that's why it was called the Dakota Building. So you know the history is really interesting. There's a lovely museum as well in New York that is the um, it's all about the tenements and it's the tenement housing that would have been in New York down on on that. Um, you know the, the 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 five points down on a uh, d- down at downtown really i suppose uh, where where the gangs of new york and that famous film the gangs of new york was was kind of set from um but there's a great museum down there the tenement museum and that really brings everything to life in terms of what life was like back then um and you know it kind of really brings it all back to life i mean it's still it's a commercial city. It's a business city. It's a city where so much commerce happens, but there's so many people still living. I mean, obviously living in the city. Um, it's not one of these cities where there's a migration out, out of the city once the office doors close. Um, people are still living here and it's vibrant. Um, and that really kind of brings it back to what it was like and what it is like now. Um, and it's that continuum, I suppose, of life in New York over that you know, 150 years or so, it's still the same. Um, people are still living here. Um, you know, they're still living in the same areas. Um, so it's all that, you know, kind of patchwork of, of history, I think, that New York has. And, well, you're talking about the people there, and I always think that the people really do define a place. So how, how do you find them? How, how do you find New Yorkers and, and, and other people that are in the city? Yeah, it's it's funny because you'll you'll rarely meet a New Yorker in the context of somebody who is born and bred in New York and has lived here all their life. They are they do exist and you see them. Um and it's always funny. I I find New Yorkers very uh, very helpful. I mean, they have this there's a there's an impression of New Yorkers that they're not polite and they're probably not polite. Um one of the kind of cultural differences sometimes that you'll find in New York and people always say to me, and I I see it myself. They'll never hold the door open for you. You know when you're going in, they you know they'll they they're 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 thinking about themselves, I suppose, and they're moving on and they're fat and they're fast paced. Um, so there's those kind of social niceties that they probably just don't do, and that's maybe a cultural thing. And you might be after living in five and a half years, you might get guilty of it yourself sometimes doing the same thing. I was actually realize. I was going to ask you that. Do you are, is that because you know because you now do it too that you you don't even you're, know. Yeah, you probably get um, you get blasé about it sometimes. And I always think when you go back home, when you go back into Dublin and you sit in and it's obviously the cliche about getting into a taxi at Dublin airport. And the first question they ask you is, where have you come from? And they share their story with you. And, um, you know, the the conversation like that doesn't happen in New York. But I always find that if something goes wrong, if you lose your way, if um, if you fall or you you're you're you know, if you're carrying books and they go all over the place, they'll actually stop and they'll help you, but they'll tell you to get on your way again pretty quickly. Um, so they'll be helpful, but they mightn't be polite. You know? So I always think that's funny. Absolutely. And Henry, what if for anybody who's thinking of planning a trip, what do you think is the best time of year to visit? 
I I would definitely always suggest to people that are traveling over and visiting New York that they think about spring or they think about autumn. I just think both of those times of the year are lovely. The climate is nice. Um in the spring you've got the um you've got the cherry blossoms down on the you know the avenues, you've got the cherry blossoms obviously up in Central Park as well. All of that kind of new growth that comes up in the city. That's so it's it's a lovely time. It's so pleasant for walking around and seeing the city. Um I always think then as well, another time of the year is autumn, um, you know, when it begins to get nice and crisp and the leaves are turning yellow and gold. Um, again, the parks and the, 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 the atmosphere is lovely. Like Halloween is, is an amazing celebration over here. Like I always, I always tell, um, I always tell New Yorkers and Americans that obviously are, Irish people invented Halloween and they, they obviously they love hearing that story but they've it's like you know anything in America they they really grab onto it in any celebration they make it their own and they've definitely made Halloween their own but I always just think Halloween is a lovely time of the year to visit and if you're down in a place like um, let's say the West Village where the brownstone apartments are and you've got tree-lined streets I'm walking around there just you know, aimlessly almost ambling around. It's 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 second to none. Um, the the other time of the year actually that's lovely as well is obviously Christmas. And you know, in the lead yes. up to Christmas, and so many people visit New York during Christmas. They try to do shopping, and you've got the tree in um, Rockefeller Center, and you know all of those things. And it's very hectic and it's busy, and everybody's about. But because it kind of falls in that nice time bracket between Thanksgiving and Christmas. People are still somewhat in kind of holiday mode. They're they're still in that between phase of having one significant holiday holiday like uh, Thanksgiving, and then looking forward to I suppose the Christmas break as well. So it's it's a it is a lovely time too. And again, um, you know, you get that nice kind of fresh, brisk uh, weather that New York has. So you know, summer summer is summer um, and summer is summer everywhere but it can be just so humid and it can get so oppressive sometimes in New York um, you have to dress for it and you have to be prepared for it um, but but they're they're definitely they're definitely my two times of the year that I, I really enjoy visiting or I enjoy New York Okay so Henry I know when I visit New York there's just so much to see and do that I often just feel overwhelmed and I'm sure there are people listening who feel the same so if you only had one day in New York, how would you spend it? What would you see and do? And I'm going to wave my magic travel wand now because I have one of those here um, and there's no jet lag. So There's no jet lag. No jet lag. Perfect. Well, I I always think when you're visiting New York and maybe it's it's the same, I suppose, in every city, have a little bit of a plan, but don't be a prisoner of it. Um, so have a, have a certain number of things that you would like to do or you'd like to see while you're in the city, but don't let that define what you're doing. Because I think so much of New York is about the, the hidden gems, the stumbling across things that people wouldn't otherwise see. If I had one day, what I would do is I'd get up nice and early in the morning. Um, um, so you don't have the jet lag, get up bright and br- bright and early. Um, and I'd take the East River Ferry. I think it's a lovely way to travel in New York. Um, you get on, um, you can get on on the um, the west side of the city, somewhere like 34th Street. You can get the ferry down towards Dumbo, down where Brooklyn is, um, Brooklyn Bridge. Then I'd actually walk across. I might spend a little bit of time around Dumbo because it is nice. It's a nice, 
area. It's one of those, it's quite gentrified now, um, but it's still a lovely place to visit and nice little neighborhood. Then I'd, I'd walk across Brooklyn Bridge and I'd walk. And the reason why I'd walk across Brooklyn Bridge towards Manhattan is because you've got the, you've got the skyline of Manhattan in front of you. So you're walking with the, with the skyline in your eye line. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Um, then when I get off that, what I do is I'd, because you just have the day and time is precious, I'd probably jump on the subway and I'd go up towards, um, somewhere like Columbia university. Um, and that's a, that's a lovely, again, that's a lovely neighborhood area of New York. It's up on the upper West side. Um, Amsterdam Avenue runs all the way up there as well. And it's a, again, it's a lovely area just to kind of walk around, grab a coffee, maybe grab a bagel, you know, do a New Yorker thing like that. Um, and then what I'd probably do is after I've spent a few hours walking around there, I'd, I'd go over to Central Park and I'd spend maybe the, 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 the hours from lunchtime until maybe four o'clock or so in Central Park, exploring the park, maybe pick up a picnic or a, there's some great, um, Italian delis. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was going to say to you, you know, because uh, obviously on a day like that, you, you have to stop and eat uh, on certain occasions. So make like, sure you're, yeah, make sure you're well fed and make sure you're fe- <laughs> well well watered, um, because you've and make sure you're wearing comfortable shoes. That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, and I'd I'd grab a sandwich. I'd and you know they do these amazing sandwiches in some of these delis. Um, like they're they're foot long. You'd 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 definitely share it with whoever you're traveling with. Um, and I'd I'd have the, I'd have a little bit of a picnic in Central Park, and then in the evening I'd choose some form of entertainment, something that you mightn't get the chance to do at home. So it might be a show, it might be a concert, it might be, there's lots of free things that happen in New York as well. There's lots of free concerts that take place around the city. So I'd probably do something like that. And then I'd cap it all off by maybe going to a neighborhood restaurant down around uh, the West Village, you know, with a, with a couple of drinks afterwards and then home to bed. That'd be, that'd be the, that'd be the plan. And what would you, what, 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 would be a sort of a typical meal if you were eating in the West Village. Uh, there's there's an awful lot of small independent uh, family run uh, cafes and kind of diners yes. around there, and they're they're all really good. Um, uh, you know, Italian food I think in in New York is fantastic. It's it's almost it's an amalgamation, I suppose. It's it's um, it's very ethnocentric in terms of 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 an American spin on Italian food obviously yeah. so many Italian people having settled in New York over the decades um and and there's some lovely Italian restaurants you know that you'll just stumble across so many of them uh, you know the one thing that I sometimes do struggle with when people ask me about New York is where where would you suggest where would you go for a meal um and it's just because there's so many and you know, it's so rare that you actually go back to the same place twice. Yeah. Um, but there are some favorites. There's definitely some favorites. Like there's um, there's a lovely um, restaurant called Resdora down around the Flatiron District. And that's really nice to go into. Lovely, authentic Italian food. Little Italy is lovely as well. Um, and it's lovely just to walk around. And all of those restaurants are pretty similar. Um they're cheap and cheerful and they'll never really let you down. And it's lovely just to 
you know, again, to sit down, enjoy a cheap bottle of red wine and enjoy enjoy a plate of food. Yeah. And tell me now, so that was one day. If you had three days, what would you add to that? I'd probably just spend a bit more time doing some of those things in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, I'd give them a little bit more time. I'd explore more, I think. Um, and again, I'd probably let my eyes and ears and nose lead me um i i think the like so you're talking about that and new york as you know is really easy to navigate because of that grid system so so i'd spend a bit of time i think down around the west village um because that's so nice i mean there's lovely kind of boutique shops and cafes and all of that sort of stuff down there and it's nice just to kind of walk around and lovely small little parks um, the East Village is lovely as well. The East Village is really different because it's more kind of, um, it's more, it's slightly more down at heel. Um, like it's more rough around the edges in some ways. And that's lovely too, because, you know, it's older, it's less maybe gentrified than the West Village is. Um, so I definitely do a bit of exploring around there. And again, it's always hard to get away from Central Park. And I would probably spend a bit of time in Central Park. The other thing that I do um, on one of those days that you've given me is I'd probably think about maybe taking a day trip outside the city. Um, And it's what a lot of people don't do. And I always think they're maybe missing out. And it's so easy to maybe go get on the get on the train um, go to Grand Central Station, get on the train, go north or go to Penn and go north. Um, and within two hours, you're almost out in the countryside. Um, you know, there's some lovely small towns. Um, they're not upstate. I mean, New Yorkers are always funny. They talk about upstate New York being really north and it almost touches Canada um, up in Albany. And, and so it's, it's, a, it's a state that actually extends quite far north. Um, but just about maybe an hour or two hours outside the city on the train, you're in the likes of Tarrytown, which is a lovely town um, with, again, that real like neighborhood vibe, um, small town vibe. Sleepy Hollow. Um, I went up to Sleepy Hollow um, over uh, over Halloween, actually, and it's amazing um, because it's where the, the the myth or the fable of the headless horseman um, was 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 written about. And going up there, and it's it's again, you're you're you just get that real sense of being in America without you know being in the city and being in small town, almost almost feeling like small town America. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's the sea as well, um, Henry, isn't there? Which I, I know I certainly don't think about if I'm going to New York, but it's 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 nearby it's, if you want to go to the beach. It is absolutely, and it gives great respite during the summer. It's lovely to get out there. Um, you can go. Um, I mean, you can really do it nice and easily if you go out to the likes of Rockaway Beach. They're lovely beaches, and I know people think, "Gosh, would I swim in the sea near New York?" I mean, what could it be like? But actually, it's really really clean and. I know when I was out there this summer, you know, there was even a pod of dolphins out in the out in the water. So I convinced myself, Ailish, that if the dolphins can swim in it, then so can I. Um, if they've if they've given it their sea, <laughs> I think that's that's absolutely the way to go. Yeah, but it, but you're right. I mean the the beaches outside New York are lovely. There's also some some lovely islands, and you, so so Rockaway is out on Long Island. So that's. That's easily manageable by train. You can always go out to, or you can also go out to the likes of Fire Island, which is, 
it was like back in the, I don't know, was it the 60s or the 70s? It was a real artist retreat. Um, and it's still, you know, a place that a lot of people maybe might go out there for a weekend or they might go out there on a day trip. And again, it's lovely. It's really nice going out there and you've got beautiful beaches, um, like those, you know, beaches that extend for miles and lovely for a walk. And if the weather's good, jump in and relieve yourself of that heat that, that the city gets. Yeah, absolutely. So now, Henry, you're a great man for giving us tips even already. But if you had to give three tips for people who are listening that you're never going to find in a guidebook, what would they be? Oh, um, I would say, I think, so when people talk, when people think about New York, I mean, everybody's on Instagram now and they're all looking at pictures and they're trying to, you know, see where's the best best image of themselves to take. I, I always think... Um, and a lot of people go around Dumbo, actually, where I talked about before, because they get the bridge in the background and there's that iconic picture with the arch of the bridge. I'd, I would actually not do that because everybody does it. And I would go to Washington Square Park and Washington Square Park is lovely. And it's got a um, it's got a Arc de Triomphe type um, arch on the on the in the park and you can actually get a lovely picture there with the Empire State Building in the background. Um, but I, I think the other thing that people sometimes don't do and and it's it's get a little bit outside the city, outside the the the, the centre. And, you know, when sometimes people say, Henry, I've booked my trip to New York, I've got my I've got my hotel, and I ask them, Where's your hotel? And they say, Oh, I'm just around uh, Times Square and I always think, Oh, you kinda missed out because Times Square is somewhere that you might go to walk through and if you've never seen it, you want to see it. But I always think there's so many other parts of the city, um, lovely little boutique hotels, um, you know, to stay in. Um, and it's and it's maybe that piece that I mentioned earlier on. It's maybe going to, it's maybe, get you know, either walking or taking a subway up around maybe Columbia or up on the Upper West Side as well, which is lovely. And it's it's just exploring those areas maybe that people otherwise don't explore. Um, and it's got that neighborhood feel. Um, like I, I always remember the first um, the first thing that I heard about New York, I remember I was in primary school and I forget the, the story that I was reading, but they said something about New York being a patchwork of little villages. Um, and that's really what it is. You know, there's, there's so many, I live in an area called Murray Hill and that's got its own um characteristics um chelsea obviously has its own nolita um little italy trebecca you know there's so many little villages of new york and what i what i would say to anybody is try not to fit everything in do it in bite-sized pieces you know spend the time don't don't rush through it um don't let the don't let your your plan be your enemy. Um, try to make it your own. Um, that's what I would always suggest to people. Okay. Um, and it's a great walking city and you'll see so much when you're walking around. Yes. Well, actually, now you've led me very nicely onto our quickfire round. So the first one there is best way to get around the city. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm probably going to say walking. Um, yeah. 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 And it is. It's it's. Uh, one of the things I always think about the city is the architecture and you'll only see that obviously when you're walking around um, and again it's so easy to get around and to walk around the city and you'll never get lost because 
you know you know what you know what street you're on so you know the street ahead of you is going to be up up uptown and and downtown is the other way uh, you will just see so much you know by walking and you'll see the parts of the city that won't be in the guidebooks and people won't tell you about them because you know they're 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 happening and they're changing all the time so yeah. if you need to get now if you need to quickly move from one spot to another then the subway is a great way to get around um and that's that's really handy and obviously there's taxis and all of that sort of stuff too and they're very handy for you know if you're if you're getting in and you're you don't have your magic wand and you want to beat the jet lag or whatever else it is you know get your taxi in from the airport and cut down on your your time but otherwise you know use your shanks mare and uh use your feet and walk around the city Great tip. Um, best place for a coffee? Oh, there, there's a place I love, actually, which is in, again, it's in Little Italy. And obviously the Italians um, are the guys to go to for the coffee. Um, and it's Cafe Venezia. Um, and it's a lovely patisserie and cafe. It's really old. So you kind of walk in there and it's kind of like going back in time. Um, but it's a really nice place. They do great coffee. Um, and they do fantastic pastries, um, lovely pastries. So you'll enjoy that. Oh, brilliant. Best place for a drink? Um, I I love cocktail bars, actually. I love going in. And some of the best are actually in hotels. Um, I I love that because um, you're, you're, it's a great place to people watch. And if you sit up at the bar or you get a table, um some of the hotels, like the Carlisle Hotel, is a great hotel. I mean, it's it's one of these really fancy New York hotels. Um, but, you know, go in there and go into the bar and sit down and see the types of people that stay in the hotel and that are passing through New York. Have a nice drink. Um, and there's the, the Saint, like the St. Regis is another hotel and that's got the King Cole Bar attached to it. That's been in loads of films. Um and again, it's a great place just to go in, have a have a beer or have a cocktail, sit down. Um, sometimes these places as well, they'll have music. So they might have somebody playing the piano. I mean, how, how more New York is this? You know, they'll have somebody playing the piano. Um, they'll have the little red light on the table. It's all of that sort of stuff. It makes you feel like you're like you're living that life without maybe living that life. I'm I'm already feeling it, Henry, and I'm just listening to you. So um uh, your favorite restaurant? Oh uh, well, again, there's so many, but I, I always, one go to for me is I'm a carnivore. I love meat, and there's a great steakhouse, uh, and everybody really enjoys it. It's called Keen's, um, so Keen's restaurant, and it's on, uh, I think it's on Thirty Sixth between Sixth um, Avenue and Seventh, if I'm right. And Keen's is. Um, it's a New York institution. It's been there. I think it's actually one of the oldest restaurants in existence in New York. And there's stories about um, Theodore Roosevelt used to dine in there. Um, they say whether it's true or not, I don't know. But Abraham Lincoln apparently went in there after he, he I think he visited New York only once while he was alive. And he he spoke nice. at the Cooper Union, which is downtown, um, down around Astor Place. And then apparently he went into Keynes for a steak afterwards. Um, and what's really interesting about Keynes, they've got clay pipes um, all on the ceiling. And they must have, I don't know, they must have, you know, tens of thousands of these clay pipes. And the 
the thing was when you went into Keynes, you were given a clay pipe and you smoked your clay pipe and then you left it behind you afterwards and every time you went back they had your clay pipe tagged so they have like buffalo bill's clay pipe theodore roosevelt's clay pipe and really i suppose anybody who's anybody that has visited new york over the last hundred years has probably gone through Keynes. so it's lovely and they do and they do a decent steak great um the best art or architecture experience a for me it has to be the met and i know it's probably one of those places that everybody knows and everybody talks about but i just think that you can't go wrong with it because there's so much in it um it's one of those places that you can continue to go back to it's got so many different types of exhibits as well so you've got the whole egyptology exhibition that's there permanently you've got everything from modern art right through to um or you know going right back to to really old art um you've got sculpture you, you know every form of art is is in the mat and you'll never get tired of it and you'll you'll never see it all it's like one of those institutions like the british museum or any of those kind of redoubtable institutions it's a brilliant place to go i always go back there um yeah it's all there's there's always something new in it and they always have different exhibitions going on as well so it's and they even have little concerts in that there don't they they do sometimes they do yeah. and they and they, what they also have which is nice as well they have a lovely um restaurant um at the top and it's um during the summer you can actually dine outside or you can have a you can have a drink or whatever it is and uh, really enjoy it lovely so your best outdoor experience Best outdoor experience, I think, if not if it's not Central Park, then I think it's Bryant Park. Um, and Bryant Park is lovely because it's it's right in the middle of the city, so it's it's um it's right behind the um, New York Public Library, which again is actually a lovely place to visit oh, in itself. Yeah. But the but Bryant Park is almost like an oasis in the city. You've got all the like high-rise buildings, all the big skyscrapers all around it. So it almost feels as if you're in this little oasis. Um, and during the summer as well, they do a lot of concerts. So they do a lot of free concerts, um, open air, and you can go and you can sit down, have a picnic, get a bottle of wine um, and enjoy it. It's 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 a really lovely place to, to, to visit. Beautiful. What about best nighttime entertainment? Um, nighttime entertainment, I would say, um, if it depends on what you're into, obviously. Um, but I mean, there's and there's so much. I mean, if you're into the shows, you've got Broadway. Um, there's so many different um, forms of entertainment. I I love and I I the 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 thing that I I try to do maybe twice or maybe three times a year is maybe go to a concert up in the Lincoln Center. Um, yes. There's the opera, there's the New York Ballet, there's the New York Philharmonic. And it's um, it's amazing. And you can really do it cheaply um, because obviously they're all purpose-built venues. So even if you get the cheap seats, so you can go in there for $30 um, and you can see an amazing concert or an opera or a concert, you know, for really, you know, very cheaply. Um, and, you know, even if you're, you know, in the cheap seats, you'll always, you'll always enjoy it and you'll always see it. Um, yes. And, and it's very casual and it's very informal. So it's a lovely thing to do. I really enjoy doing that, I have to say. Okay. Now, what about sport? Um, so your best local sports experience? Yeah, I, it's funny. New York, 
you know, there's probably two things that I'd suggest for any sports fanatic um, that they would do. Well, there's there's probably three things, actually. So I'll, I'll quickly go through them. One is if you're into the, into your tennis, and I know, Eilish, you're into your tennis. Um, I am. And if you get over during the... Uh, and one trick that I, that I found was if you go to... Um, so it's out in Flushing, um, where the US Open is on. And if you go there in the afternoon, and you don't have to go there very late, I mean, you can go there maybe sometime after lunch, you'll actually, you can get a free ticket um, because somebody coming out hands their tickets on to you and yes. you can go in and you can have a great day in, in uh, out at Flushing for the tennis. Um, and, that, and you know, you'll be amazed what you can see and who you can see and you can get into the central courts and all of that sort of stuff too. The other, the other things I think that are kind of almost iconic New York sporting uh, events is obviously the Yankees. Um, so Yankee yeah. Stadium up in the Bronx is is one of those things that you should do. Um, yeah. And the other one would be, and if you're lucky, it can be expensive, but it's one of those real treat things to do is maybe go to the New York Mets if you're into your basketball. And that's oh, in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Absolutely. And we haven't even spoken about politics, even though I know this is going to be a year when there could be plenty it's, of sport. It's an interesting year. There'll be sports, <laughs> sport in other arenas uh, come come November. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be a very interesting year. It certainly will. So, Henry, what about bad things now? So, what do you think is the worst experience in New York that you've had? Yeah, I suppose. Thankfully, I've been lucky, I suppose. I've never had any of those awful experiences um, that, that can and do happen. Um, so I've been lucky and I'm looking for a piece of wood here to touch um, to make sure that I continue to be lucky. Um, but, I, but I suppose one of the things that does kind of hit you and it, you know, it hits you, I suppose, in any big city that you'll see is the homelessness. Um, now, New York probably isn't as bad as some places for homelessness um, and it's maybe compartmentalised. So you'll see it in certain areas, um, maybe more so than others. Um, but the thing that's happened, I suppose, in the US over the last decade or so is the opioid crisis. And there's been, you know, that's been well spoken about. And, you know, there's been various um, programmes about it, TV programmes, dramas in relation to it. And you do see the effects of that. Um you know, mental illness, I suppose, and the opioid crisis combined, you know, that's a that's a significant issue that you do see in New York. Um, and I suppose that kind of underlying sense sometimes, you know, that the, the safety net isn't there for a lot of people, um, like like the US and New York, you know, it's a very capitalist commercial type of society. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have your health insurance, if you don't have you know, a paying job that's, you know, you're able to live in a city like this, you know, there's there, there's the knock-on effects of all of that too. And sometimes that's difficult to see. Um, and people, I suppose, just need to be prepared for that. You know, you'll, you yeah. will see it on the subway sometimes as well, you know, where maybe yes. there's homeless people on the subway and, you know, they might have mental health issues. And, you know, that's, a, that's, that's one of the, the downsides, I suppose, that you will see in the city. Yeah, so just to be prepared for it, I guess. Mm. Um, and Henry, if you had room in your suitcase, what do you think you should bring to buy home? Bring What should you buy to bring home? If I had a really big suitcase, I'd try to bring some of that entertainment that's in the city, that kind of, that, okay. that all of the, those things that you can do. But I think if I was to maybe choose one thing from the city to bring back, it's probably some of those really... Um, 
niche stores that exist in New York. Um, like, so stores that basically sell very specific things. So they might sell a particular type of, you know, uh, clothing material, or they might sell sporting goods or whatever it is. They, they're really, you know, there's the garment district in New York. And, you know, you can go down the garment district. And if you're looking for, you know, uh, and I, not that I've done it, but it's it's just a lovely thing to be able to see that specific that that specific type of shop that sells one particular type of item, like a hat or like a particular yes. type of glove or whatever it is, and they do that so well because they've got the population to do it. They can be really specific and very clear in terms of what they sell. That that real speciality or special specialism that they do. The other thing I think that I love about New York as well that I try to maybe transfer to wherever I was going to be living next would be the 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 kind of the Jewish deli or the Italian deli type of environment yeah. where you go in and you we you know we have we've got a don't get me wrong obviously I wax lyrically about the food industry from Ireland but in terms of the stores that New York has in terms of that deli type of environment it's a lovely a lovely it can be I know for certain people though it can be it can be sometimes intimidating because you go in and it's so quick. And what bread do you want? What cheese do you want? What meat do you want? What um, condiment do you it's want? Not, it's, it's not for somebody who's indecisive. It's not for some. No, it's <laughs> definitely not for somebody that's indecisive because they're, you know, they're, it's a machine line. And, you know, if you don't know what you want, then they don't want you because they're oh. they're there to get you through quickly. Um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a lovely experience. It really is. Oh, yeah. And what would bring you back to New York if you had to leave? Oh, um, what would bring me back? I think the I think the vibrancy of the city. I just think that that intangible um, sense that you get in New York that I don't think you really get anywhere. I loved London. I love living in London. But you know, you step out at any time of the day or night in New York, and there's the that sense of energy that the city has, the movement. The traffic, the noise—that's I, I, that it's that energy I think that 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 just brings New York together. And final question: If it wasn't New York, where would the next best place be? Oh, um, that's not an easy question to answer. I don't know. Um, if not New York, I love cities. So I've always lived in cities. Um, now I'm a Mayo man, so it's not as if I grew up living in a big city. I lived in a very rural area. But um, I think it'd be it'd be another city similar to um, to New York. I mean, Europe is fantastic. I mean, you know, London. I still I still think so much about London. I've very, I'm very fond of London. Um, but cities like Rome, cities with history, I think that's one of those things that that that's really nice. Cities that have you know a sense of the past, um, you know, but a sense of their future as well. I think that's always you know enjoyable and somewhere. I think that there's there's always something to do there's always an energy about it um it'll be at some time at some point in the future new york i'll have to leave new york i suppose um and i'll have to think about moving on somewhere else and that's probably what i'll miss that that um you know there's always something to do there's always an activity to do and the fact that i started i suppose on no two days are the same everything is different yes Henry, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Ailish. It was lovely talking to you. Really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Henry. 
Honestly, I could have stayed chatting to him for at least another hour, so we might just have to invite him back. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could recommend it to a friend. And remember, if you want to be the first to know when a new episode becomes available, don't forget to hit follow or subscribe. I hope you'll join me next time.